Hello and welcome to episode number one of the Class Roads podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Matthew J. Canellis. I am a current high school English teacher out of Staten Island, New York, by way of East Brunswick, New Jersey. And I stand, I sit here actually, next to my co-host, my friend and former student, current 18 and 4 boxer. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, he is a 19 and 4 boxer, right? Uh, Mr. Anthony Vincent Lietta. See, I used your full government name there. What, I can't? <laughs> I mean, no, you, can, you oh. can tell people whatever. I don't care. I didn't tell them what the J stands for, though. No, I'm unfortunately keeping, you didn't. I'm keeping it a secret. Are you? No. It's, I won't. It stands for Jude. It does stand for yeah. Jude. Yeah, J is Jude. Anyway, so you want to tell them what this podcast is about? I, I feel like I've opened the show, <laughs> and I've tried... This introduction for about <laughs> seven or eight different times now. Almost about 25 minutes. Uh, about 25 minutes ago, we started this. We <laughs> sat down to discuss what we were going to do, and we keep we kept screwing up. <laughs> we kept but screwing okay. up. But you know what? We are the number one live podcast in the world for a reason. We are. Because, let's face it, now that we're started, now that we're in the, the thick of things- In the moment? Yeah, in the moment. We're live. We're live. And in this, real time. This, in real time. In this, and this episode- is being broadcast to you without any interruptions. No edits, no nothing. None whatsoever. None. None at all. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell them what the show's about, so man. So this, this podcast you uh, came about because of uh, our friendship and how how a 31... Yeah, you know my age, thanks. <laughs> okay, 31-year-old You're, teacher... You were at my birthday. <laughs> I was. <laughs> a 31-year-old teacher um, and a 19-year-old student... Former, can, former, former student, student. Sorry, I don't, don't want to. Sorry, former yeah. student. Former student can become such close friends, and throughout this journey of listening to this podcast, I think you'll realize how parallel our lives were yeah. or are even still. Yeah, they still are. There, it's very scary how parallel <laughs> yeah. our lives are. A lot of things that I did when I was younger, he has also done when he was younger, like certain meet and greets at wrestlers. Yeah, even we, the park we, we, we hang out with our friends with, like. <laughs> It's really crazy. I actually just forgot about that until (laughs) just now. So actually, this is a great side note before we get into our topic today. We were talking maybe at this point two years ago about what we used to do when I was a kid and where I used to hang out. And then you kind of jumped in and you were like, you hang out at at an undisclosed location. (laughs) (laughs) I won't say where it is, but uh, it was a park that we both knew we could hang out at like late at night right yeah, yeah and um we were both kind of shocked that even though it's a 12 year age gap between the two of us we both kind of had that similarity that we you know uh, yeah, yeah. A similarity in between our lives yeah the fact that we shared the same experience right and it's funny because and you talked about the meet and greet and the fact that i was a security guard at a jeff hardy the wrestler a Jeff Hardy meet and greet in 2010 that you were six years old. <laughs> were six years old at yeah. So I, I wasn't that. I wasn't that old. I was like 17 working it. Not even. I think it was like 16 because it was like in might have been 09 that that podcast. Yeah. Uh, that that meet it had and greet to was. be 09 010. Yeah, something I, like that. I wouldn't say I was. I don't, I don't think I was any younger than five. Yeah, and so. the fact of the matter is, I was working security. I, without knowing what the future held, I probably checked. You, you, and into the building, your brother yeah. and your dad, uh, my and dad whoever, my mom, yeah, yeah, everyone was there, right? And it's pretty crazy because you don't know how your lives are going to go, right? How that's kind of the point of the the 
um, the name of the show. It's called The Classroads for a reason. It's a play on, obviously, it's a play on the word crossroads. We didn't know when you were six years old. <laughs> and <laughs> that this I, would be a thing. And, I, and when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, that we would become friends. There's nothing that would have implied that that was a possibility, right? Yeah. But the fact that the matter is, it happened, and now here we stand. And it's pretty sit. cool. It's here pretty, we sit. It's pretty cool, and <laughs> I, I hope the uh, listeners will get a kick out of it, too. I'm sure they will. I think so. It's, it's a very interesting story, and there's tons and tons of topics and memories we go back on, and that will be very funny and enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, exactly. And I think that is a great segue, because <laughs> my first memory of you... Like the first real memory that I have of you, I remember you being in my class. I remember teaching you something about yeah. mice and men here and there. But I'm sure, I learned something back then. <laughs> debatable. I don't know. Can, can you can you name like you know what? I didn't learn much about the books. Okay, and I always say this, but I learned uh-huh. more about the real life, like what real life in the real world is, because you weren't just like a teacher who just read a book and gave a test. You you had a connection to the students that you know, showed them more of what a real friendship and real life is, which is why, I mean, I think almost uh, yeah. everyone could say that everyone, at least in our group, yeah. said that your class was the favorite. Uh, right, yeah. So. And uh, and thank you. Thank you very much for saying yeah. that because that's all I care about, too. It's the... You want to steer us in the right direction. Yeah, that, and I want to create memories, too. I don't want you to just be in this class for the fact that you're going to learn how to write a sentence and you're going to learn how to write an essay, and then you're going to learn how to write a research paper, and that's that's inconsequential to life, right? At the end of the day, that's something that anybody could do. Yeah. Anybody could teach you how to write a research paper. Anybody could teach you how to analyze literature and... How to read, how to write. Yeah, literally anyone. It doesn't have to be a teacher to, to tell you that. Yeah, Parents, anything. That's true, too. It doesn't even have to be a teacher. But I felt like my... And I still feel like my role is to try and do something different, to offer something different. Um, offer a class that kids uh, enjoy going to. Yeah, something <laughs> that you'll look back on in 10 years and be like, I, I remember Mr. Canellos' class. It was a lot of fun. And you know what? He gave some good advice on that issue I was going through. And we'll get into that yeah, as yeah. the episodes go on, too. But that's something that I take great pride in, too. And um, something that I, I don't take for granted and i hope other people don't take it for granted and in episode three we're actually (laughs) going to get into how i think people do sometimes like this new generation does sort of take what i do for granted it's possible i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure they do yeah and it is what it is right i think a lot of people don't see it the same way as as i saw it or some of the kids in our class saw it right you know you could be like oh this guy thinks he knows everything he's giving these advice and who cares i don't want to listen to him anyway right we saw it as um as you were actually helping which you were yeah thank you so thank you uh it's like that song iron man by um who sings that song black sabbath i think never heard it i think you have i probably have yeah but um is it in the movie Iron Man? <laughs> I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's in the credit scene. <laughs> All right, so maybe. But yeah, so like the first time, like I have so many different students and this isn't like an ego thing. Like sometimes I just forget who was in my class. It just happens. Some people come mm-hmm. back and they visit and I'll be like, I have no idea what your name is. <laughs> but there's always something that I do remember about people. And in the intros, I called you like one of your 
<laughs> introductions is that you're the reigning and defending me- Metro's <laughs> champion, yeah. right? And you're an 18 and four boxer. Hopefully, again at the time that you're listening to this, hopefully he's 19 and four. Yeah, January 5th, big fight. Yeah, yeah, and the, the first of the year. I don't a big know. Big year, hopefully. A big year. I can't wait. And I don't know if this podcast will come out before then. <laughs> it, might. it might not. It, it might. might. It might not. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Either this. It'll. So for the record, we're recording this on December 28th. 28th? Okay. Today's the 28th, yep. Yeah. We're recording this on December 28th. It'll either be out before his fight, like right before his fight, or literally right after. And the fact of the matter is, one of the things that, had I not developed a relationship with you, I would always remember your boxing, like the effort that you put into, oh, that neck crack came right into my <laughs> microphone. Actually, yeah, I think it would. Oh, that was solid. But, um. Uh, yeah, something that really stood out to me was your boxing and the aspirations that you had and still have to be a professional boxer. So the topic of today's show, very, very simple. <laughs> it's about boxing. <laughs> so let's do it. I, I outlined some questions that I've always had for you uh, on this here laptop. So how did you get started? All right. Well, my um, Uncle Brian was a uh, uh, good friend of my now trainer, Lou Manfro. Uh, shout out to him and uh, Lou Legiro, best trainers in the world. Um, and he brought me to the gym when I was about 12 years old, right after one of Lou's fighters won the Golden Gloves, and he showed me a video, and I said, that's pretty cool. So he brought me to the gym when I was about 12, 11, 12 years old. I started working out, and I was just getting in shape at that point. I, I wasn't really looking to, uh, you know, become a world champion. It wasn't really my goal in life. I, I was still playing hockey. I was a hockey player since I was four years old until about 18. So uh, my dream was always to make the NHL. And at about 15, when I had my first fight, I started to realize, I won, and I started to realize that I'm pretty good at this, or I'm okay at this, and I could I could be pretty decent. And I started winning a couple of fights. I captured my first belt in my fourth fight. And then my motive changed, and I uh, went from hockey to boxing, and box I was all in. Basically, did you lose the dream of playing for the NFL once you got? <laughs> well, considering I wasn't a football player, <laughs> yeah, right, I... my NFL dreams were never a thing. So, right, yes, you, that dream you, was lost. You mean to tell me <laughs> that you couldn't be a star wide receiver, I or run, running back? I, I probably, probably could have been a decent running back. I think very fast. Be, yeah, right. Exactly. There's some muscle on me. <laughs> NHL. <laughs> NHL was a real question. Yeah. Uh, did you give up on that right away after your first fight, or did you kind of? Wait and see. Was it like the wait and see approach? It was definitely the wait and see. Yeah? Yeah. Um, my first fight, I seen it, and then I seen other people fight, and I was like, okay, I'm not as good as them. Like, maybe, like these guys are really good. How old were they, though? Um, it goes my mic. They were, um, they were about 15, 16 at the time. Oh, so they were your age? No, no, I was... Uh, oh, well, no, no, no. They were uh, 18. Oh, okay. I was thinking back to when I was 12 still. <laughs> uh, but... Oh, but no, that's what I'm asking. Like you saw at 12, you yeah, were almost these, intimidated yes. by the fact that yes, I used to I used to spar when I first came in, about 13 years old, when I was started sparring. I sparred um this kid. He was like he had 10, 11 fights. He went to the nationals and he was good. And you know he he was probably just working with me. He probably wasn't even just trying to kill me. But I was just so defeated because I couldn't hit him. Because obviously he's not gonna let you hit him. Does this kid still box? He does. Yeah. Yeah. In your gym? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a good kid. I like him. He's much bigger now. I think he's yeah. walking around like 160. Really? <laughs> he was. He was. He's tall. He's like six four. What was he, your size when you were starting? Uh, a little taller than me. But, but no, I mean weight yeah, yeah. wise. Yeah, weight wise, we were pretty close. 
But um, yeah. Besides that, but um, he was uh, yeah. I was very discouraged. I used to we used to finish like halfway. Through. I couldn't even finish the second round because I was just Energy. so defeated. And that too. Yeah. I mean, I'll always say I played hockey. I play sports all the time. No matter what it, I love to play sports. There is nothing like being in shape, like fighting shape. Oh, trust me. <laughs> I know. I know. Trust me. Uh, you're, you're looking at Mr. Olympia right here. Uh, if you're watching the video version of this podcast... You won't believe him. You won't believe me. But for the audio listeners, trust. take take, take me for word. my word. Take his word. Take me for He's my word. He's a trustful guy. Trust me, trust me too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, so you chose boxing over hockey. Uh <laughs> Was your team ever not supportive of that? No. Never? Okay. No. Ever since. Uh, I bet you they weren't happy, maybe because I missed a game or two. Yeah, that's what I'm... S- I probably missed... I, I missed a big game once or twice. Um, for, for boxing fights or for just boxing for training? Fights. Um, there was, we, go to a th- we used to go to a Thanksgiving tournament okay. every year. So a year I went to Washington. My I, I wanted to go. And it was would have been my first Thanksgiving tournament I missed. And um, I was telling my dad, I was like, I don't want to fight. I want to go. I want to. I want to play the tournament. I never miss it. I want to go hang out with my friends. And he said, Okay, we'll go down. And this is like all time dad move. Like <laughs> this, this doesn't get better than this. He drives all the way to Washington for one game and leaves that night because he he tells me he goes, You're going. You're going into this fight. I don't care what you have to say because your trainers put effort into you. They got you this fight, and you're not going to turn it down three days before. So then he went all the way to Washington. I played one game. I hung out the whole day with my friends, and I went home that night. And then the next day, I fought. I won a belt. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was for a belt, and I will never. I'll n- always take my dad's word. I'm so grateful that he did that for me. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that he forced me to to go in the ring and and go fight and miss the tournament. That's something that I don't think people. And sidebar from the boxing, I don't think people ever realize like what having a supportive father or mother anybody on your team but especially your father because you're and stereotyping a little bit but a guy who looks up to his father Mm -hmm. that's usually what happens right most males look up to their fathers look up to their dads and even males that don't have a father look up to male role models yeah yeah someone who's a father figure yeah yeah an older brother or cousin older brother cousin maybe a teacher maybe it's somebody like an older friend and people don't necessarily realize how important that is to their upbringing in general you know and i think that that's important i think that that's a real cool story that you tell about your father and he was willing to go the extra mile literally yeah you know and the extra extra lot of miles i don't know how many miles but it was a lot no that's that's (laughs) awesome and i know your father and he's you know was he retired at the time too yeah yeah. he's he's been retired since about 2018 so there goes your credit yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, but no, it, it's really awesome, and I had a father just like oh, still have a very supportive father. He's still around, thank God. <laughs> knock on wood, right? James Canellis, good man, good Shout man. Shout out James Canellis. Shout out James Canellis, who um, when I was younger, he always used to. Not that I was ever close to being a professional athlete. Again, Mister Olympia over here, <laughs> but. The reality you a is, you were a pro. You were an Olympian. Uh, There's a difference. I know. We'll get into that in a later <laughs> episode, but. The English Olympics. Thank of you course. very much. And yeah, it's something that is was instilled in me that I hope, and it almost intimidates me at 31 of being a father because my dad worked all the time and he was still at all of my basketball games, still was a coach. Probably the only reason why I got any playing time. 
And <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I was very good. I believe it. If I was right under the hoop with nobody guarding me, I had at least a 50% shot of making that shot. <laughs> but yeah, so shout out to our fathers. Yeah. Supportive. Uh, so I got more stuff here on my little outline <laughs> that I sent you, but I don't remember reading it before today. So <laughs> call me unprepared. <clears throat> oh, your, your training regimen. So what goes into a... You're going into a fight on Friday, this next Friday, about mm-hmm. a week from today. And you haven't... It's it's a quick turnaround for a fight, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely wasn't... Uh, I'm o- like I'm always working out. I I go to the gym every day. I train every day for boxing, but there's difference between training to stay in shape or fight like fight mode. Fight shape. Yeah, fight that's what shape. I always f- fight shape. Literally, that's perfect. Yeah, that's what I hear with the UFC <clears throat> fighters too. I'm yeah, not that's in the fight perfect shape word. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And like you see them, and they have like abs of steel, and their mm-hmm. muscles are on top of muscles. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, but they're always like, I don't have the cardio. I don't have the... Oh, uh, it's the biggest yeah. part. You could be as big as you want, as, as shredded as you want. It's the biggest part. Yeah. cardio, 100%. If you, if you can't get through three rounds, you won't make it. Really? That's like, it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I said really. I believe you. you know? Well, there's... I mean, but, you've uh, been at fights where I've gassed out. Yeah. And it didn't look good in the third round. No, and... But you still looked okay. <laughs> yeah, You yeah. never gave up. Well, a lot of fighters, when they're gassed out in the third round, still have their technique... And they still have their, their, they know what to do still. Yeah. It's just a lot slower. It's a lot more spaced out, like mm-hmm. not as many punches. So that's the difference between, um, you know, training and fight shape. What was, a, that was, they had like a UFC commentator state what the three rounds consisted of. I think it was like round one was about who was the most skilled. Round two was who um, had the most athletic ability. And then round three was who... I think had the most grit and determination to win. I I don't. Uh, to be fair, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what the judges are looking at. Okay, fair. And enough. I don't know yeah. what how they score, what they're. No, I I, I meant that from like a fighter perspective. From, oh yeah, so I could see that in the UFC maybe. Yeah, but not in boxing. I feel like boxing. Um, who's more athletic doesn't always matter because in UFC you got the wrestling. Okay, you got yeah. everything else with it. So. Athleticism is a bigger part in MMA than it is in boxing. Okay, yeah, fair but enough. But still a factor, obviously. Yeah, because there's different things that are going to get you tired in yeah, UFC too. Yeah, exactly. And talking like about you cardio. might not get tired standing up, but you might wrestle for ten for right. thirty seconds and be gassed because have, you're not. Have wrestling. you ever wrestled? For, I have. Okay. Not not like uh, in no. a gym or anything, but I know I've went around uh, my coach's son. We were good friends still. And uh, we used to wrestle in his backyard on these mats, and just just messing around, mm-hmm. just trying out different things, trying to learn actually on how to how to wrestle the right way and how to submit people. And um, yeah, that's and we just it was very tiring. It sucks. It's terrible. You know, I tried too. I actually have a video of <laughs> me trying actually? to wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> that's gotta go on the Patreon. About, about five years ago, it <laughs> was against like, a former student. And oh my god! He took me down about four or five times. It was for a bit. It wasn't even real, and I was still <laughs> exhausted. It was terrible getting put on your back about four or five different times and then getting up and then getting down again. <laughs> oh, it was tough. It was miserable. I don't know how you could. Thank God you're not a wrestler. Yeah. It's kind of boring. Amateur wrestling, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love amateur boxing, though. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah, it's really it's exciting. It's very exciting. I, you know, in the next life after boxing, I'd like to maybe uh, fuck around with mixed martial arts, maybe. Some wrestling, That'd some. Be fun. Uh, Jiu-jitsu, some kickboxing first, I think, because I want to learn how to kick. So, you know what? Side note: 
there was a time you kicked in the hallway of new uh, of an undisclosed high school that you went to. <laughs> Almost said where you went. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I taught him. It doesn't. Relax. <laughs> anyway, I remember you threw a kick. And I had thrown a kick right before you did to try and like be goofy. Yeah. And then you threw a kick to also be goofy. But your kick to be goofy looked like it was like a professionally thrown kick. It made me feel bad about myself. I, could, I couldn't let it <laughs> well, be known. I, I know some stuff. I know the basics of throwing a kick. So I, my sister did MMA for a while. So I'd mess around. when uh, If I go to the gym with her, I'd mess around on the bag or something while she was doing the class. So boxing is number one right now then, right? Oh, like, yeah. You would, how soon would you even try and consider martial arts? Until boxing's over. Yeah, boxing, my career has to be over for boxing. I was going to say, yeah, you're going to be um, a boxer for yeah. the next. Um, you know, hoping I turn pro. Um, right. Once my pro career is over. and I mean, we'll see how I feel after how my body feels after my career. Because you never know. You it'll feel, it'll feel fine. It will feel fine. I, I, I only say that because I want free UFC tickets. <laughs> you know how expensive UFC tickets are? <clears throat> we'll get the front row. I'll become, I'll become very famous where I... I'll show Dana White the picture of me and him when we were like, when I was uh, like two years ago. Yeah, exactly. And I'd be like, remember me? I'm world exactly. champion now. Yeah, you've met Dana White. Uh, yeah. Actually, that's kind of one of the reasons why we became friends, is because I kind of wanted to get close to you to meet Dana White. Do you remember how I um how I told you that? I was like, yeah, I met a UFC fighter uh the other day in, in uh, Brooklyn, and I think it was Uriah Hall. Yeah, it was Uriah Hall. And he was like, oh, that's cool, cause it's like, all right, whatever. And I was like, yeah, and I also met Dana White, and he was like. What? <laughs> he was so shocked. Like, no way. And I showed him the picture, and he was like, holy shit. <laughs> yes. that I recall this day vividly <laughs> because he was so happy that he met Uriah Hall. And Uriah Hall, great fighter. Oh, yeah. Fantastic fighter. Uh, I don't know what his record was, but I, think he, I remember watching him on The Ultimate Fighter back in the day. And the reality is he's not as big a star as Dana White is, and he <laughs> yeah. thought... Oh, that was so funny because you didn't even care about the fact that you met Dana White. You were like, yeah, look at this random picture that I have on my phone. Like, if that was on my phone, that would be my background. (laughs) I would have it blown up. It would be sitting in my living room. Hung up in the classroom. Hung up in the classroom. Right next to your picture. (laughs) In my basement. In somebody else's classroom, probably. Everywhere. Everywhere. Like, on my door. Be like, yes, I met Dana White. Ha, ha, ha. I met Colby (laughs) Covington, and you would think that was... Exciting enough. But uh, I lost the outline because my computer shut down mid-show. Mid <laughs> so I've been trying to get it back up. But uh, so, yeah, what goes into a pre-fight training? Um, okay. <laughs> a lot of unenjoyable foods. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, grilled chicken, salad. You mean to tell me that you don't like grilled chicken for every lunch, um, dinner, and breakfast I do that like you have? It for like the first three days and then it's like this is really bland and i really do need uh if anyone wants to be my personal chef who cook me um hey meals i i've cooked for you before yeah I, but I, I don't i don't think those meals would be uh fight meals you you mean to tell me that the chicken fried chicken that i made you at my christmas party uh, delicious thank you absolutely delicious i was very unexpected, honestly. Right? Was it not? Was it not <laughs> it was really way good? better than expected. <laughs> I know. It was. So, I make great food. I'm a great cook. Uh, he does. He, I, he always he always exceeds expectations. I throw out the stuff that I don't like and the stuff that I ruin. <laughs> like, sure, well, only the good stuff is put out. Sure, I burnt the meatballs. 
Sure, I might. But they were still good. They still tasted fine. Oh, you tasted the meatballs? You didn't? No. (laughs) All right. I did. I did. I had had actually a nice amount of them. (laughs) Did you really? (laughs) Yeah, I had about four or five, maybe even six. Of my meatballs? Yeah. When? At the party. Obviously. I um, guess later in the night. I guess so. Well, everybody else left the house before the UFC fights actually started. Fuck you guys who left. Oh, my lord. They were tired. Ooh. The real one stayed. The real one stayed. Exactly. Please forgive me for saying this. I need you on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we need you on our podcast. I also uh, said it. So please, <laughs> yeah, please still be say. my friend. <laughs> we need friends. So yeah. I uh, I'm still trying to get this up. But yeah. So oh, but the training. Yeah, yeah. training. Yeah. So I'll usually wake up in the morning and uh, I'll go for a run. Uh, I like to sp- during fights. I like to span between two and three miles. And that's about every other day because then the days in between I do sprints because uh, so I think sprints is the best way Cause to... Because you're crazy? Uh, Well, besides that, you have to be crazy to do sprints. this, I think. But um, <laughs> the, only way, the only time I sprint is if I close the lights out in my basement <laughs> and I have to sprint up the stairs because there's a monster that's it's about terrifying. to get me. I know. If you don't make it upstairs in time, it's no, over. It's done. No one will yeah. ever hear from you again. I know. But, but yeah, um, yeah, I like to span between two or three miles and then I'll sprint every other day in between. And uh, I think the sprints are good because um, uh, emulates throwing a combination almost like a burst when you're throwing uh, when you throw a four or five punch combination and then you cool down for the uh, you know resting after the combo. So uh, yeah, I'll do that and then eat some lunch, you know, grilled chicken of course. And I about f- I don't know why, but in my head before you said chicken, they were gonna say grilled cheese. <laughs> I wish. Uh. <laughs> The Browns scored another touchdown, by the way. It's a blowout. I know. The over is destroying. December 28th, Browns and Jets on Prime Video. But, uh, yeah, if, go if, on. You're, if you've seen that game, this is a massacre. Literally Thank a God, massacre. anyway. Yes. Um, before the half. The half hasn't even ended. Oh, it's 33-14 before the half for people who haven't watched the game, but it's insane. Wow. They probably didn't watch this game because who's going to watch the Browns and Jets? Exactly. But go on. Yeah, so yeah. you have some lunch. And then about 4.30, about 4 o'clock, 4.30, I head over to my gym. And we'll get about two, two and a half, three hours of training in with pads, sparring, uh, bag work, jump rope, shadow boxing, sit-ups, push, every, the whole the whole shebang, you know? And uh, at night, I'll come home, we'll eat some dinner, maybe uh, hang out, my friends, my girlfriend, whoever, whatever I'm doing that night. And I'll come home around uh, 11.30-ish, and I'll sit in the sauna and uh, get all the water out, excess water. And I usually wake up, on those workouts, I usually wake up about, Two and a half, three pounds lighter, and this is all. These workouts are also with sauna suits and and garbage bags and things that are making me uncomfortably sweat, and really tight to my body. It's really uncomfortable, so it's it's not, it's not pleasant. You ever do the uh, garbage bag trick? Yes. Have you really? Is that uh, where you just wear the garbage bag? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cut hole, cut armholes in it. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have. It's really gross. I've done that to lose weight too. It works. Actually, it, it, right over there on that bike when I used to live here. <laughs> But uh, no, it definitely works. Oh, I, I can verify that too. Yeah, I lost about fifty. Actually, it's kind of funny. We tried to record this podcast in September, and life happened. Yeah. And I was about fifty, almost not fifty pounds heavier, but about thirty pounds heavier than I was just from. I, I don't know why I'm trying to like be on your level. <laughs> uh, fifty pounds is more than I've ever I, lost. I, I, no, <laughs> so. I, well, I'd hope that'd be uh, a yeah. lot. That'd be a lot. Th- that'd be a tough weight cut. Oh my god, because you fight at what? Uh, 125, yeah. which is the uh, featherweight, I'm pretty sure, or bantamweight for boxing. Either or, I'm right. not actually sure. I don't know, yeah. I know for UFC, I know weight classes for UFC, but they, those are also a lot easier. Because yeah. uh, 
weight class with UFC, they go by 10, mm-hmm. right? You know, then you have, boxing is like I know every bantam weight, super bantam weight, um, light bantam weight. Yeah. Like they have like three for every name of it. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of crazy. It like, is crazy. You, you, you kind of get lost in the and, people that you yeah. like know and don't know. And I think that's the better thing about the pros too. Is more options. You know, yeah, if you're yeah. not comfortable to wait, because right now in the amateurs, there's a 14 pound weight difference between the, these divisions. It's like it goes 114, then 125, oh, okay. and then 139. Really? Yeah. That would be the next weight class for you? That's yeah. No way. I used to fight at 132 early on, but is 132 for, a thing still then? Um, you can fight on it for okay. shows, but tournaments and stuff. Oh, if you okay. want to qualify, like an for official nationals, is it? It's not an official weight class. No, it's not. I but if you. you get a show and you get two fighters that are willing to meet it, like. 134 to between 130 and 134, gotcha. then it's it's okay. But yeah, no, it's definitely um. But yeah, so it's like, too much of a gap, right? So you've had a very very long layoff between your last fight and this fight coming up in January, about a week from today. Mm-hmm. What is the? I mean, how how are you going to lose all? Like this is kind of me asking. I kind of asked earlier when we were off camera, but. How are you going to lose 14, 15 pounds in order to get to the weight limit? Because they let you, they give you a bit of an allowance in the amateurs, right? Yeah, especially for a, um, for a non-tournament, exactly. The weight allowance actually is seven pounds, which okay. is legally allowed. Okay. Eight pounds, USA Boxing will shut it down and say no. But if you are seven pounds apart, the other team has the chance to decline the fight because of the weight. Gotcha. But about three and four pounds, nobody really declines it because... In a regular club show, nobody really comes on their desired 120, like the, the desired weight, 125. Right. People come in 128, 129. Gotcha. So, but um, this fight, I think um, he's actually coming up because... He, uh, oh, he's smaller? I believe so. He's, gotcha. Because uh, the weight thing says he was 123 at one point, so he was a little smaller. Not much. I mean, two mm-hmm. pounds. But uh, I'm sure he's coming in at 127 because nobody comes on their desired weight. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you could yeah, you take all the take all the leeway you can. Yeah, and you could get up to one twenty seven relatively easily, I would think. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah. You know, the only I'd say the only hard part about getting to the the one twenty five, one twenty four, because in the in the fight you have to be one twenty five point zero and under an ounce over, you have to lose it. Um, for wait, <clears> what is this for? For tournaments. Oh, okay. One twenty five point zero and under. The hardest part about that is like the last two pounds when you're kind of like. Dried out. You got no like no, no more fat in you. No, yeah. yeah, you have no more yeah. weight to lose, and you're kind of just like I don't know. I mean, like I saw you in March when you were actually 125 pounds, and in because you were about 125 pounds at yeah. like give or take maybe a pound and a half, right? Yeah, yeah r- okay. roughly close. Yeah, 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 close, yeah. And the fact of the matter is, I don't know how you even lost all that weight to begin with to get down to that level, mm. and. Like for me as an outsider looking in, I mean I lost you know forty five pounds, but I look like I could lose forty five pounds. I look like I could lose forty five more pounds. <laughs> you know, you don't look like you could lose. Like I'm looking at you now, you don't look like you could lose more no, weight. You know, I probably shouldn't. Like I don't <laughs> like if I wasn't a fighter, I wouldn't have to lose. No, this but weight. I always ask that about fighters in general. Like I see Sean O'Malley and Dustin Poirier and. And they lose uh, Kamaru they Usman. Lose insane amount more weight yeah. than I do. Uh, right. They yeah. lose about 30, 40 pounds. And you even. look at them and you say, they can't possibly make weight. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Especially like a guy like Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley, uh, UFC fighter, uh, Bantamweight champion of the world, I guess. Yeah, 135, I think. 135 he fights at. He's 5'10. Mm-hmm. I'm 5'10. I bet you he walks around about 165. One, yeah. One, 160. 
And it's like, how does this guy get down to that weight? And it's always mind-boggling to me. And you say it's a lot of sauna work, a lot of uh, it's you know it's you a know. lot of two three workouts a day of just you, you got to sweat all day basically, yeah. and um it's really only water. You can have really not much sugar. Um, uh, right. And yeah. vitamins are like the most important thing when losing weight because oh yeah yeah because if you're eating the same food all day you're not getting some uh, some vitamins in different foods that or no sugar and nothing so. It just gives a little energy. The vitamins gives you a little extra support without are, gaining weight. Are you finding it harder to lose the weight as you've gotten older? Um, actually, no. No. I think I've gotten more figured it out. Obviously, this is a little short notice for me, so yeah, yeah, not as easy. But uh-huh. um, my last fight, uh, in the car club, I looked. I was in great. I was in the best shape I think oh, ever. Easily. I felt I was not. I didn't look dehydrated at no. all. I felt normal. My body felt good. I wasn't sore, nothing. You it looked was... dehydrated, like when I was talking about in March. Yes. You looked terrible. Uh-huh. Like you looked like you and were. And that was me just not. That was just me not managing my weight. Right. You look like I could see your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that that was wild. I was like, I was I was blowing up, not blowing up, but I was I was gaining about seven eight pounds in between fights, and yeah. there was sometimes I was fighting the next week. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. And you uh, were you fought yeah, three yeah. weeks in a row. I think people who don't know the amateurs, they come out the the list for the fights come out the week before, six days before, roughly. And, um, you know, if you blow up in between uh, after your last fight, you could be fighting six days later and you could be having to lose eight, nine pounds again. Yeah, that's... Because once you're at that weight, anything anything blows it up just like that. Right. You know? Even water puts on about four or five pounds. So... I find that, too. Like, sometimes when I... Like, I'll go on... My regimen is literally just going on a bike for three hours and my... A workout room that I have in my house. Better than doing nothing. No, I know, and I get it. But, and then I'll even rehydrate after the three hours are over. I'll put on like a football game or whatever. And then I'll step on the scale as soon as I get off, and I'll be maybe three or four pounds lighter. And then I'll rehydrate and I'll be like, oh, shouldn't have done that. It's back. I mean, but, not shouldn't have done that, yeah, yeah. but shouldn't but have gone back on the scale. That's why, that's why the best, the best part is to, the best thing to do is weigh yourself very early. Like, as soon as you wake up before water, before anything, because that's your, that's your weight, because that yeah. water will go out overnight, you know, oh, taking yeah, piss yeah. and shit and stuff, but that, yeah, that, that goes away quick. Yeah. No, for sure. And the fact of the matter is, it's one of those things where, like, I asked you that because I, I thought maybe the listeners would like to know, but you looked like you were the pit bull of that weight class mm-hmm. back in whenever that car club show was uh, November. in November. Yeah. Because yeah. you had you were all muscle, right, for the most yeah, part, yeah. you know, and you were not – you could see it in your face. I think that's the most important part. Yeah. You didn't look like you were emaciated. Yeah, when I'm dehydrated, you see yeah. my cheekbones. Like, oh, very, yeah. I look very – I look sick almost, you actually. Do. And it's, I remember, it's not pleasant. I remember the show in Poughkeepsie. I was going to yeah. Joe. I go, he doesn't look well. No, I was not. I was not too well after that, yeah. after that fight. I was very dehydrated and hungry. Yeah. Because um, right. I think that morning I actually had to use the sauna to lose some weight. Okay. That makes sense. So even then, and then after that, you can't drink or anything until you weigh in. Right. Because you got to be, you got to be on the weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just brutal. So that's always, I feel like that's always the most nerve wracking part, stepping on the scale and hopefully seeing the right number. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean... Hey man, <laughs> you're doing well. You're doing yeah, well, yeah. and that's all that matters. Uh, let's look at this outline that I got back up. Down at my computer's back up. Uh, so you were undefeated throughout high school. I knew you, and uh, you were poof, what eight and zero after the pandemic. 
Because how many fights did you have pre-pandemic and how many um, fights? Maybe I eight, see, seven? No. Something pre-pandemic? Like, yeah. Um. Let's see. I was about f- six and zero. You were six and zero, and then yeah. you had okay. That probably makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because I would remember you coming back in. Oh yeah, okay. That does make My sense. My first fight back yeah. was summer of twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know you then. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, yeah. personally know you at that point. But I remember like the first time you ever told me this, and we talked about this off air. We've talked about this just. Just conversation. Willy nilly. Yeah, yeah. If he, you know what willy nilly stands for, or I not don't. stands for, but where it came from. No. You know, it originally was will he or nil he. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And now it, it's willy become nilly. Yeah. It's become willy nilly. Anyway, so we've talked about this uh, a million times, but I never believed you when you were saying I'm going to be a boxer because I didn't know anything about it. You know, it was one of those things where nine out of ten students at the time. <laughs> Why did I stutter? I don't know. Hmm. But nine of the ten students that I would have would be like, I'm going to become a professional football player. I'm going to be a NASCAR driver. I'm going to be a soccer player. And then you see them after they graduate, and what do they do to pursue it? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. And And shout out to them for having a dream at the time, and maybe, I don't know, I, I wish that they didn't give up. And if you're listening to this and you know who you are, I wish you didn't give up on your dreams. But... At the same time, it almost made me cynical in a way because I was like, okay, I got another yeah, guy who wants... Another one wants to be a pro athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like... And when I saw you when uh, the pre-pandemic, this was, like you said in the beginning of the show, you were this short, little, bald freshman. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way. It didn't look like he could, he could box a fly. <laughs> right. I don't know why you would want to box a fly, but you did. <laughs> But, yeah, and I was a non-believer, if you will. Somebody who, uh, I would be happy for you if you pursued it. And I was, yeah, yeah. I always, I never tried to dissuade you from doing it. No, and I was never not. like, okay, kid, sure. Yeah. No, I wanted to know more about it. This was when you were a sophomore, by the yeah, way. Yeah. This is not senior year. But I'd hope it's not senior year. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope you had an idea by senior oh, year that I, I'm, I'm a little bit serious. Could, could you imagine? <laughs> Well, there's a picture of you that I saw from your sophomore year and your freshman year where you got really, really bulky. I got to show you that picture. I don't know if I've ever sent it to you. Yeah, I don't, but I don't know what picture to talk about. I saw I'm... it recently. It was like one on, like on those uh, like school Instagram pages. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I remember seeing it, and I'm like, okay, he got in good shape. Yeah, that's about it. There's no way he's that good. And then you hear he's 6-0 and before the pandemic, and that was like the last time I talked to you, and that was literally probably the last time I heard anything about your boxing was probably in March of 2020. Yeah. Up until you, Up came, until back you came back in yeah. September of 2021. And it feels like that was, a, I mean, for you it was a lot longer. because It was a huge layoff. Yeah. No, I'm just talking about in general. Oh, because, yeah. Because, you know, you don't realize how much you grow and – Mature mm-hmm. as a person, and uh, even the know. gym wasn't even open. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst part too. So I'm kind of just sitting there, and you know the funny thing about it is I'm like, all right, this is a two week layoff. This is gonna be great. Like <laughs> I get to enjoy myself, and you know I stay inside, whatever, and talk to my friends, I play video games, eat whatever I want. And- well, I remember the very last conversation I had with you was the same conversation I had with everybody. It was I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you. And I think they were shutting down until April 20th. And I said that's about what it was. Yeah, I said I'll see you April 20th, and then I didn't see you again until, until 2022. Yeah, 21. 
I didn't come back in 21. Yeah, you did. No. September. Oh, I graduated 22. You're yeah. right. 100%. Uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I always think 2021 is a computer year. <laughs> right. Well, it was. It was, yeah. yeah. yeah but, um, yeah, I mean, talk about, like, the first couple of fights that you had. What was the mindset like? What was the drive the determination to keep going you were one and oh okay cool mm-hmm. i got one win you know i'm two and oh okay you know i'm starting to feel myself a little bit and tell me if i'm wrong here as i'm no no you you're on the money actually yeah. although first fight terrified oh yeah i was terrified i probably could shit my pants <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it was terrifying i was and especially after because uh-huh. it was split decision i don't really know what judge is first fight i don't know what right. they're looking for i don't uh-huh. know what what winning is. Yeah. So I'm just like, ah, if they don't raise my hand, I just got to put my head down and walk away. <laughs> and, um, winning my first fight is probably little, it is where it started. Cause if I yeah. lost, I don't, I don't know if, if I still would have had the same motivation. It's a good point. Yeah. I don't think you get very discouraged. I mean, I know now, obviously I, if I lose a fight, I just, you know, it's in the rear view mirror. Yeah. But you know, first fight, if you, if you take a loss, it's like, uh, I don't, you know, you think about like, can I even do this? Yeah. And especially you're fighting a guy too, and it's just his first fight, second fight, and he, yeah. if he beats you, you're like, shit. Right, he must be better than me. Yeah. I must not be cut out for this. Yeah, yeah. You know? But um, the first fight, yeah, you want, you're on it. One, okay. Two. Two, okay. Uh, I'm yeah, starting you know. to feel it a little bit. And Three. then my third, my third fight, or fourth fight, I went to a tournament, as my coach thought I was ready, so okay. I was like, okay. I thought I was ready too. Uh-huh. I just, you know, nervous as ever. It's yeah, for yeah. a belt. Never had a belt. Right, never and, had a and it's only belt. third fight. Exactly, yeah. You know? And then I win, and I'm like, "Hold on, this this is getting good." Yeah. And then my next fight, I have another another tournament. When I was younger, the weight classes were very not filled at all. It was one fight for. Well, what did you fight at? Win. I was one nineteen. One nineteen. That's on YouTube, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, I was looking earlier. I mean, not looking earlier, but as I was trying to get my outline, <laughs> and we have a surprise at the end for this. But uh, yeah, I was seeing it was one nineteen. I wasn't sure if those were your first fights. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. What else would they have been? You've been at 125 for how long? Yeah. And then um, I win my second belt as my fourth fight. That's the Thanksgiving story. Okay. And yeah. um, okay, this is get, like, it's getting real good now. And then mm-hmm. my fifth fight was another belt show, three in a row. And I stopped the kid in the second round. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was my first stoppage or TKO. And that was that was when I was like, okay. Now, now it's real? It's time to and go And what was now. that, five, you said? That was my fifth fight. Okay. So after that fifth fight... You were untouchable. I felt it. Yeah. yeah no. Right. Oh uh, well. Basically, until the next, until well, until for, I turned into the, like the elite class, which before ten fights is novice. Yeah. After that is you, elite class. You fight anyone. They can have three hundred fights. You'll fight them. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, in the novice, I I was untouchable. A lot of unanimous decisions and and I think two stoppages. I don't know. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Well, I remember like the first time. I guess you had a couple fights before after the pandemic was over. But I guess the first time I ever remember talking to you about a fight, I remember you showed me the video. And that's when, I mean, I became a believer when you came back because you were already showing me videos and you were already boxing literally daily at that point while also trying to manage hockey. And I was a believer by then for sure. But when I really was like, wow, was in about February of that senior year in 2022 where you had won in, I believe it was the Melrose Ballroom in Queens. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this kid is, this This isn't the same thing as the person who told me he was going to be a 
quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. It's not the same thing as the person who wanted to play professional baseball. I was like, there's something here, you know? And I, I knew that there was always something there when I talked to you about stuff like this. But when I saw the skill matched the work ethic mm-hmm. and the the heart and the drive to succeed, that's when I was like, okay, there's there's something more here, you know? And it kind of gets into, I mean, I got this outline, outline, outline. (laughs) But uh, it gets into that first time that I saw you fight live. And I went up to, I don't remember where it was, but Long Island, I think I went to. Because I I really wanted to see you fight. I would have gone to the one in Queens. Freeport, Long Island. I think we had parent-teacher night that night. And I couldn't go and... Because I think it was on a Friday or yeah. something like that. I think Freeport, Long Island was the first fight you Freeport, went to. Freeport, Long Island. Yeah. I remember driving two hours, <laughs> maybe even longer with traffic. Yeah. Uh, from, Always traffic. I was probably coming from Jersey. And you, that wasn't even close. That was not even, like, no, I mean, that it was, was. It was domination. I dominated. Yeah. That was, that was it. And it was at 10. And then I remember, like, going there. And um, we'll get into all, like, you know, our friendship and stuff like that in later episodes. But that's when I was like, seeing it in person made me, <laughs> your coach says that I'm your biggest fan. Like I'm like, a, uh, a yeah, Ruby, you know, <laughs> but I, I seriously felt that way. I, I'm not related to you. Um, I wasn't even a friend then, but as your teacher, I was just really, really proud of you for what you were able to do in the ring that night mm-hmm. and being able to see that live, um, made you know meant a lot to me as somebody who you know was able to hopefully support you, you know a little bit, you know. Yeah, always uh, do. Ah, I mean, I I'm the rah rah guy, you know. Sometimes, <laughs> you know. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it made the world a difference. Um, but that first loss came almost directly after that big win. I think it was the next fight that you had yeah you I, take, I won the ringmaster you had to lay off over the summer yeah, I had to lay off over the summer and then the next fight in september in staten island in front of literally everyone yeah that i know yeah literally everyone because, because i staten island fight because everyone I, came to it i brought people yeah even even former uh well your former yeah students, my former, my students, former yeah. friends i guess yeah we, we were school friends yeah yeah school <laughs> friends but um yeah that was that was probably at that point i was like hold on I gotta take a back step, and I gotta I gotta go back to scratch, and I gotta yeah. I gotta go back to the drawing gotta, board. Yeah, yeah. Because this is this is the elite now, and these guys are experienced. Because the guy I fought was 34 years old, and I was 18. I know that's crazy and to me. He had a lot more experience, fights in Russia even. Yeah, and you know I I I would never say that I shouldn't have took that fight because no, I think that was a huge learning experience on how the open's gonna go. Because then I went on to win a tournament right yeah. after that with a stoppage. Against a kid who had sixty fights, and then in the finals, I beat the number three kid in the country. Yeah, to win I mean, the belt as a as a twelve fight, you know, just turned open. He had a hundred fights, and you know, oh, I remember that one, and, ranked third in the country, and it was unanimous five zero too. So and, and you looked great doing it too. It's yeah. not like it was like one of those split decision wins. Yeah, no, it was. It was unanimous. Yeah, no? it was unanimous. Yeah. five nothing. That five judges. Yeah, and you looked great doing it. You won outright. Mm-hmm. At, did the coming off of the loss? Did it? refocus you in a way 100 yeah. 100 i was uh so after the so i went 10 and 0 
Like you yeah, said, yeah. felt untouchable. Yeah, because Eric um, Ramos used to scream it in the hallway. <laughs> and apparently you did too, according to some math teacher. I don't remember that. I, I'm, <laughs> you didn't. I'm, okay. Because I'm, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't brag. You don't. No, never. At all. I'm the most like humble fighter like you probably ever hear from. <laughs> I, remember, I remember you coming in, like, I think it was maybe after the Melrose Ballroom law, uh, win. I think you came in and you were like, I won. And, yeah, that, was, and that was it. Yeah, I, I think won, I asked. probably showed you a video and yeah, that was it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But no. Um, and then after I lost, I, I knew I had to go to a next level. I knew that this, this is going to go to another level because the, the training was different. Yeah, yeah. Everything had to be different. And my coaches knew that too. And they, they saying, were pushing me that way too. What did your coaches tell you after the first loss? Um, they, um, well actually exactly what I just said. Okay. They said, this is elite. These guys have tons of experience. Yeah. You don't have nearly as much as them. Yeah. He goes, you're going to have to just outwork them. And, and that was that the training went to a whole different level. And uh, yeah, well, it's like you tried to fight him the same way you would have the other and the novices people. because yeah. these guys, the in the novice, if you put pressure on a guy, uh-huh. he stops punching. They break. They or that too. Yeah, and and they just they shell up, they fold up, and that's how you stop people in the novices. Yeah, when you get to the elites, they know how to move around, they mm-hmm. know how to control that. So basically, what I did, I ran in like a bull. Yeah, and I, I tried remember. to take his head off like I did with everyone else in my other fights, and it didn't work because he was experienced. He knew how to clinch. Yeah, he knew how to work the clinch, and that stopped me in my tracks. And that, and you know, going into the sec halfway to the second round, it's almost like I felt confused, like I didn't know what to do. So that's interesting because every other fight that you probably had, you knew exactly where you were going to go. Mm-hmm. You kind of dictated the pace yourself. Yeah, right. You weren't the one that was questioning what 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 my opponent was going to do because yeah. in those fights I didn't care. Right. And I I still don't care now, which is what I realized I have to do. Uh-huh. But um yeah, the first couple of fight for after my loss, the first the next three fights I definitely questioned them. I was a little more hesitant. Uh I tried to stay outside more instead of being inside and then you know, it helped me sometimes, it didn't in yeah. others. And uh yeah, but that was it. I just had I just knew I had to go to another level after that. And uh I I you know, I I was there for that loss, and then I was there for uh, a couple other losses, and I thought it was me at a certain time. You know, <laughs> but uh, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh no, maybe I should stop coming because it was only me. Like I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, because no one else was driving out to Long Island. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. And Poughkeepsie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, if if it's me, I gotta stop coming. <laughs> if I'm the curse, the Canelo's curse. Yeah. I mean, Which it is was very true, by the way. Uh, it's what? a very real thing in the Canelo's curse. It was. It was. Oh, it I was. Mean, it was. It, it. I'm sure it's still there somewhere. It, it did affect Colby Covington. It did. Yeah, but Justin Gaethje, I think, broke it in July. Maybe, maybe startled it. Yeah. So the Canelo's curse was: if I met a UFC fighter, they would lose the fight exactly. I mean, directly after I met them. You could answer the phone. Right. Who, who is it? It's my dad. Oh. Hello. I'm, I'm recording the podcast. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's up? You want to come on? Uh, I really can't. We're live. He just said he has work. Who? Uh, re- recording. I'm not gonna say it out loud. Oh. I'll text it to you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, bye. What was that? Uh, you'll find out after. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, that was interesting. And this is why this is the best live podcast. Oh, there yes. are no interruptions. Exactly. We're not editing that out. No. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll do this interview thing that we found. 
Ah, you know what? Let's do it now. Give me that microphone. Bring All right, here we go. Hold on. Okay. We're going to play one of Anthony's first ever interviews that he ever recorded on YouTube when he was 14 years old. This was after my second fight? This was after his second fight yeah, ever. Yeah, 14, yep. Uh, if I could find it, maybe. Oh, it's... It, it's, yeah. uh, it's not good. I mean, if you guys want to go home and watch it, it's, it, it's under Anthony Laetta. Yeah, you type in Anthony Laetta Boxing or just even my name will pop uh, up. So I changed it after recording. Oh, no. Okay. Never mind. We're not going to do this. Uh, it will be on the Patreon. We'll put it on the Patreon. <laughs> we'll put it on the Patreon. That will be up by February or March. Yeah. Um, I hope. It will. Maybe. We'll, we'll get it out. Maybe even maybe even the end of January. But uh, we'll talk maybe on the next boxing episode yeah, yeah. that we do. We'll talk about this fight coming up on one of our future mm-hmm. episodes. So, uh, yeah, we talked about the first loss. We talked about the training regimen. We talked about what that mindset was like. Now, what is the the current goal that you have? What is we're going into 2024. Where do you see yourself December 28th of 2024? Um so here here's I have three goals in mind. Okay. The big one obviously, world champion. Mm-hmm. Big pro world champion, lots of money, whatever. Well, that's for life. That's That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, say, yeah. I got three goals. It's that one. Okay. Second one is just to become a pro fighter. Okay. To get to that first pro fight, and the mo the more the most um the more recent not recent the more current goal yeah the more current goal yeah rather is uh, to win the nationals. Okay. And in December twenty eighth of twenty twenty four, I'm hoping to be a two time national champion. There you go. That is the goal. It's exciting. Yeah. I think that you can do it. I think that you will do it. I can. You... I've seen I I've seen um videos. Of nationals, there are people I fought that went to nationals, and I. It's going to be kind of exciting because we're going on this journey on this podcast with you. Yeah. In pursuit of these national titles, of, of these goals, I know it's kind of cool to to have that be one of the overarching themes of the podcast. If yeah, you yeah. Will. And I will say one of my goals was uh, Olympic Olympic gold medal to uh-huh. USA. And uh, I was going to go to Colorado at the uh, last year. And then, like you said before, life happened. Yeah. And uh, I missed the opportunity to go, which you know, I'm grateful for. suck but when life happens. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I missed my opportunity to go to the Olympics or try to go to the Olympics. And, uh, yeah, I put that in the in the back in the back, uh, back seat because exactly. that's another was- four years. And I'm hoping I'm pro by then. And, exactly. And pro don't go to Olympics, so. No. It wasn't meant to be. Yeah, yeah. You know? You have something else in store. You have these other aspirations. Yeah, you have yeah. all the, <laughs> these other goals that you're going to have. Yeah, I, I strongly believe uh, whatever's supposed to happen will happen. Yeah, for so. sure. And on that note, that concludes our boxing episode. Yeah, yeah. Or but, initial boxing episode. We'll talk more about his boxing as the... Uh, as my career goes on. As, as career the goes career on. of this podcast. Yeah. Or as the... Uh, yeah, exciting. Longevity of this podcast goes on. Yeah, so that's episode number one or two. Depends how we're going to release them. <laughs> yeah. who, who knows? Who knows how we're going to release these? Out of order? In order? Who's it say? Who's it say? Um, but you can follow Anthony on TikTok and Instagram, at Team Laetta on both uh, Instagram and L-A-I-E-T-A. TikTok. L-A-I-E-T-A. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to the T-T-A. Yeah, so many people misspell and missay my last name. It's I know. not hard at all. Lietta. I What was the other one that I saw Lietta. recently? Oh, uh, Lietta. Yes, that's yeah, the one. Lietta. Yeah, okay. That's, that's close, but... Eh, not really. L-E-I-T-A? 
Lieta? I had someone say Lotta. Lotta? Yeah, not on, even close. On commentary or yeah. ring announcing? Yeah. yeah. Ring, uh, ring announcing. Oh, that's really bad. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, follow him on at Team Lieta on TikTok and Instagram. Follow me. No, don't actually follow me. Follow follow, follow the, the podcast. Follow the Instagram page for the podcast. At, at Classroads Podcast. At the Classroads Podcast. I think it's just at the Classroads on Instagram. We'll make a TikTok. Yeah, yeah. What the hell, right? Sooner or later, yeah. Sooner or later. You well, wa- we're going to have everything. You'll watch me commentate with Uriah Faber. <laughs> <laughs> Solid clip, too. Maybe I can go viral. <laughs> you know? Probably can. And maybe we'll see the David Arquette video. Maybe, maybe. Oh, and, these, these are all... And clips of my shitty interview. These are all going... Yeah, right. Exactly. These are all things that we're going to discuss on future episodes of the Classroads Podcast. You've just cl- crossed... I just ruined the I ruined the outro. Oh, it's okay. Damn it. Now we have to record the whole podcast over again. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> oh. You've just crossed the classroads. Bye. <laughs>